Hello, welcome to Postcolonial Space. I'm Masood Raja, and today I am going to briefly talk about management versus leadership. And what gives me the credentials to talk about it, of course, uh, is my own lived experience. Uh, I was trained to be a military leader and served in the Pakistan Army for 14 years. And during that time, I commanded troops both in combat and in peacetime, but I also acutely observed my superiors and their behavior. And my second life, of course, in academia, I haven't held many uh, uh, leadership positions officially, but, you know, I did manage a $1 million Department of State grant, and I have had that kind of a power relationship where I have informally led people to finish their projects and all. So these two things combined and based in my lived experience and reflection on the issues of leadership and management, I thought I should share some of my ideas. So first, the main distinction between management and leadership in layman terms, right, in my opinion, is that managers manage a group of people, software, equipment, according to the rules laid down for them. That's what they do. Their job is to make sure that within the constraints of a given system in which they have been given the job of managing things and people, things work smoothly. Leaders, on the other hand, do the management, but on top of that, perform certain other actions, perform certain other identities to become leaders. And the idea is to know the distinction between following a mission and compromising it, right? And once you acknowledge that, then you would look at your job as a leader and see this is what I need to accomplish. If you're a manager, you would look at what mandate has been given to you from people above you. And you will convince yourself that your job is to implement that mandate. You will never pause to think about whether the mandate is just or not, or how many people would it hurt or is there any way to ask your superiors to change it because here are the figures, this is how many people this decision would impact? A manager would not think of that. A manager would completely work within the system. A manager would also see people he or she manages as tools into accomplishing the mission that has been laid out for his or him or her. So people within that managerial vision are tools. And a manager would absolutely not feel responsible if, while implementing the policy within which he or she works, some people get hurt. Actually, they will use the system itself to rationalize it. Most of the people we encounter in our lives are managers. They have learned the system within which they work. They will try to protect their own place in it. And they would very rarely 
either buck the system, challenge it, or take a stand for the people that they manage. Now, the moment they do that, the moment they turn back and look at their superiors and say, you know, uh, I disagree with this policy and here are my reasons. Or, uh, okay, you have given me this mandate, but this is how it will impact my people. The argument cannot be, this is what my people will say to me. How do I convince them? You're still thinking as a manager. The argument has to be from the point of view and interest of the people you manage. The moment you start arguing for the betterment, welfare, care of the people you manage, you become a leader. Why do you become a leader? Because now you've started thinking about the system critically and your own role in it. And then you have started putting the interest of the people you manage ahead of your own self-interest. Now that is the first major quality of a leader. A leader will always safeguard the interest of the people he or she leads, ideally speaking. Another thing about leaders is they lead by example. Now, we learned that in Pakistan Army, okay? Uh, We used to make a distinction between people who were leaders and people who were commanders. Same difference. Commanders were managers. So the commanders were the people who would issue orders and expect to be obeyed because that was the power they held. They would never care about the people they commanded. The leaders were commanders who would evaluate every decision in terms of its impact on the people that they commanded. And they were the ones who would think about the consequences of their commands and hence become leaders. And they would lead by example. A leader always leads by example. If you want the people you manage to sacrifice and give you extra, you yourself have to performatively do extra. You have to perform your job in a way where people know that you're giving it more than 100%, right? And more than that. That's the example. If you yourself are taking time off and not showing up to work, hiding behind the rules that permit you to do that, you cannot expect the people that you lead to do the same thing. That that wouldn't have that. You wouldn't be a leader if you did that. Another important thing is that the leaders inspire and acknowledge the people that they lead. Inspire in a sense also through personal example, but inspire people to give their best. How do you inspire people to give their best? By acknowledging them, acknowledging their contributions, not diminishing it. Even a small little thing that someone does, we all seek recognition and acknowledgement. So informally acknowledging people's work, but formally developing ways of acknowledging people's work and contributions. That's why if you look at any organization, they have certificates, employee of the month, all these things that have no material value, but they have recognitional value for people. So good leaders lead by example, and they recognize the efforts of the people.
Another thing about leaders is they anticipate the needs of the people that they lead. They are not reactionary. They they won't come and tell you you should have told me about it. Of course personal problems we need to tell our leaders about, but larger scale uh problems systemic problems a leader will never tell you i didn't know about it why didn't you tell me but their job is to anticipate a leader's job is to know what's going on how are certain decisions and policies impacting people's lives and then argue on behalf of the people that they lead know if a mandate is coming from the top how it is going to impact their own people before the people come and tell you this is how it is impacting me and then your rebuttals your arguments to your superiors need to incorporate that anticipation in it that's when you become a leader if you simply take down a memo from the top and pass it on to people you're claiming to lead you're not a leader okay sorry to say that uh a leader also protects those he or she leads how i mean they protect them from any harm of course physical or material but they also convince the people that they are leading that if something goes wrong you know in which a, a, a staff member or a person that i am supposed to lead is in trouble through no fault of his or own that you will not abandon them that you will stand by them as best as possible that's the distinction between a leader and a manager a manager would say this is out of my hands another thing is a leader is never afraid of admitting his or her mistakes we all make mistakes right uh if you don't accept your mistakes then you're being defensive and you create a a toxic environment right uh, if you're a leader and claim to be a leader of people right the best thing you can do to gain people's trust is to to accept when you're wrong right and, and apologize for it the another more important thing is that a leader is never vindictive right even if people challenge your assumptions right talk to you challenge you publicly you have to be gracious compassionate magnanimous because you are in a leadership position right you don't know where those people are coming from what is bothering them instead of pinning people to their statements you ought to try to find out what is triggering it right and how to address it but if you end up just being vindictive and go and find subterranean ways to get back at the, i've seen that happen to different people subterranean ways of getting back at their people you're not a leader okay you're not even a good manager because even a good manager wouldn't be vindictive uh a leader also does not seek self interest okay the whole part of leadership is that you decide that you are going to work to safeguard the interests of others through their support and if you are mobilizing that to seek your own self-interest then you're not even a good manager and you can't even be a good leader because then you're exploiting people and their aspirations so technically a leader will never seek self-interest and most importantly and i'm going to end this list here is that a good leader 
will question his or her place within the system in which he or she is working. Question in a sense so that he or she can constantly know whose interest I'm serving, right? And how can I best safeguard the interest of my people, people that you lead? And that is when, if you have all these attributes, and there are so many more that I, of course, missed, is when you will transition from a manager to a leader. Now, on a side note, when I was in Pakistan Army, one of our commanding officers used to tell us, you know, anecdotally, what is it that would take for us to become leaders and why do we need to become leaders instead of commanders? And he would say, look, what you're training your men to do is that in a pitch dark night, when you're about to launch an offensive on a post and you have no control over the actions of your men, right? What you're training them for is that when you stand up to move towards your objective, those men on your sides stand up and follow you into the face of death. And you will do that, they will do that for you if you have spent a lifetime with them, convincing them that you are worthy of their trust, that symbolically they owe you this courtesy, this honor of walking with you as you walk towards your objective to possibly face your death. Now, thankfully, nothing such drastic is needed in the civilian life, but the same principle applies. You are a leader if when you are under pressure or in a moment of crisis, and you look around and know that you have inspired enough of your people, people that you have managed, that they will take a stand with you, then you are a leader. But if you have spent a lifetime selling their interest for self-promotion, you know, self the moment a crisis hits you and you are in trouble, those people have no obligation to you. You have not earned their loyalty, their sympathies, they will probably be the first ones to turn on you. So that's the difference, in my opinion, roughly speaking. There can be good managers, but not all managers are leaders. There can be bad leaders, right, who mobilize popular sentiment for terrible causes. But a good leader is first a good manager, and then by adopting certain additional attributes, becomes a good leader. I hope this is helpful and useful. Um, this is completely on a different topic, but this is in my series on, you know, advice and suggestions and all. So I hope you can use it. Please let me know what you think about it. And as always, I'm grateful that you watch these videos and interact with me so please do give me your comments if you have some and do subscribe to the channel thank you so much and peace and love